You've heard us hopefully talking about it here, and that is the ongoing issues with UNM and their budget issues, uh, the compliance, the Title IX compliance issues they're dealing with over there, and uh, and now we're just kind of waiting to see uh, what's going to happen when the dust finally settles, because if you've uh, missed this story, then you've missed the story that UNM is planning on uh, doing away with a sports program, potentially a couple of programs over at UNM to try to get you know their uh, their budget in order. Basically, that's what it is, and to be compliant with Title IX. And one of those programs that uh, is rumored to be at the top of the list of one of the programs that could be cut at UNM is the Lobo Men's Soccer Program. And joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is the Lobo Men's Soccer Coach Jeremy Fishbein. How you doing, Coach? Good, man. I thought we were talking about the World Cup. Well, I, I want to talk about that that game with uh, Spain and Portugal today, man. What'd you think about that? Yeah, that was that was one of the best games ever. That the one this morning, I got up way too early. That Uruguay Egypt game was a good one as well. Yeah, that that uh, I want to say it was the third goal by Spain today. I mean, the technique that guy had to come over the top on that ball that was kind of bouncing out in front of the goal there, and it was just yeah. a, a low liner with a little bend to it. That was pretty spectacular. Nah, it's uh, it's underway. A couple, I think, interesting games tomorrow. I think that Argentina Iceland game will be good. I think France should take care of Australia. But I'm looking forward to the uh, the Mexico Germany game. Any chance? Early yeah, any Sunday. chance that Mexico can beat Germany on Sunday morning? I don't know. It'd be pretty early, but yeah, be. I mean, I never write Mexico out, man. That's such a passionate group, and uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna put together a good performance on Sunday. That's the hope. Yeah, I think that game's 9 a.m. on Sunday, Mountain Time. Earlier than that. Is it earlier than that? Yeah. Well, maybe I have to set the DVR then, if that's the case. No, you're right. It is at 9. 9 a.m. What was I thinking? Yeah. Okay. Costa Rica plays the early one. All right, Coach. I'm curious. How have you handled all this uncertainty the last, let's just say, few months? Man, you know, I I really don't know how to answer it. I was was asking myself that today. It's just... um, emotionally it just hits you in a lot of spots you have a lot of kind of stakeholders you know i mean it's it's your guys on your team your returners the guys that are coming in to be freshmen your recruits for 2019 your alumni it's um you worry about your own family Mm -hmm. you know what are you going to do for work your kids it's uh it's overwhelming I've, i've never experienced anything like it and 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 in saying that it just uh Still doesn't make sense to me in this, you know, in terms of the community and, and, and what all these sports uh, do for for our state. So it's um, it's 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 challenging. I, I, I you know I was kind of a little bit apprehensive even coming on the radio. It's just nonstop. It's twenty four seven. You wake up at night and and in the middle of the night and you just trying to get your bearings. It's it's tough. Describe your meeting with the president, President Stokes, and the athletic director Eddie Nunez earlier this week. What was that meeting like? Well, I asked to meet with them and and to uh, you know they're great. You know the the president, you know her her assistant set up a meeting pretty quickly. Uh, the athletic director he wanted to be involved and 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 you know they're they're both very good listeners. They care. They're new and 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 uh, to me it was an opportunity to kind of present what what I feel our program means to this state. And um, 
you know, while I, I, I think uh, President Stokes had been aware of much of it, I, I think, um, you know, I gave her a little bit greater detail, and, and um, I said to them, you, you know, everything I do kind of works against you, and it uh, doesn't seem right that, that my energy and, and so much of their energy is, is spent in with somewhat of a negative fashion. You know, my goal, our players' goal, mm-hmm. our supporters' goal is to – see UNM succeed overall as an institution, as an athletic department. And uh I'm just uh I'm just kinda overwhelmed with the whole thing. It just yeah. uh you can't prepare for it. Did you get a sense, do you get a sense talking with them that they have not come up with a decision on what program our programs might get cut at UNM? Yeah, I don't think so. I I mean I don't think they 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 have. Mm-hmm. Uh I think they don't want any programs to be dropped, you know, philosophically, but uh, I don't know what conclusion they'll, they'll come up with. You know, we put ourselves in a tough spot here and um, we've kind of kept our head above water for, for, for quite a while to not, you know, there's no one person to blame. Um, I think with the Title IX issues, those are things that we have moved forward with uh, in terms of beach volleyball, um you know, we got to keep working towards the proportionality, but most importantly, you know, we, we, we have to give uh, every sports team the, the best chance to be successful, you know, in terms of facilities, um, budgets, equipment. But if you look at Title IX, you know, a big, big, big part of Title IX and the enforcement of Title IX is that uh, they don't want to drop men's sports in terms of, you know, attaining compliance. Mm-hmm. So I, I think all this stuff is, is budgetary and sustainability. That That's what it comes down to. Um, you know, there's a $1.9 million figure they came up with, but, but, but that's going to continue to rise as expenses increase every yeah. year. So, so we got to have a plan moving forward. And, and uh, it's going to be a combination of... Um, individual donors and it's going to be the state and the institution you know and and, and when you see that we have the second lowest uh, state slash institutional support out of our conference you're not going to survive at that level yeah. we, we, we have to make a decision as an institution do we want to support our athletics do we want to allow them to succeed or, or not that's you know that, that that's ultimately what i see the decision is we're talking with local soccer coach Jeremy Fishbein. Coach Fishbein joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. So uh, probably a month and a half ago now, maybe two months ago, uh, you stood in front of the Board of Regents and you basically told them why soccer needs to stay and not be one of the programs that gets cut at UNM. So here you get this face-to-face, one-on-one meeting with the athletic director and the president. What exactly, Coach, is the sales pitch to them in trying to save the program? I don't think it's a sales pitch. I think I went in and 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 I said, "Hey, there's a couple things that we need to discuss." Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you know, hey, what can I do to help? Whether it be with soccer, whether it be our department, how can I help them? I go, I've been here 17 years, and I think I have a pretty good handle on things and and and, and what it takes to be successful. So, you know, you acknowledge that they're really smart, capable people. What can I do? That's my job. You know, I'm employed by UNM. Yeah. Uh, then you want them to understand, hey, this is this is what the soccer program does for this state. These are the people, you know, from Las Cruces to Taos to Gallup. You know, we're, we're, 
there all the time, you know, with our camps and the, the opportunities we create for kids across the state uh, to play outside of New Mexico, pretty incredible. And then what, you know, what our uh, alumni do. And I think when you look at this stuff, you can look into it in greater detail. You know, think about what our alumni do for, for our community. It's incredible. You know, they're touching lives in every way. Doctors, lawyers, police, social workers, teachers, coaches. I mean, they, they, make, uh, they make this a better community. So I think you got to protect those people. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is I said, hey, are you guys aware of kind of the outcry if you do make this decision? It's... Uh, I don't know if they have a sense of that, but, um, you know, all I can do is try to educate and enlighten, and then people are going to have to make big decisions. You know, for me personally, it's, uh, on one hand, I view it like, hey, there's no way this can happen. It's uh, too good of a thing. And then on the other hand, you you, you kind of try to prepare for it. Yeah. So um, I'm just all over the place right now. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, I've known you a long time, and we've had a lot of discussions, frank discussions, and I can hear it in your voice now, the uncertainty. We, yeah. we talked about that. I'm just curious how this has impacted the program and then the recruiting over the course of the last couple of months. It. You know, I mean, um, you know, we got a phone call today. One of the guys was asking, hey, what should I do? Should I stay? Should I transfer? You know, we've had, uh, you know, I think you'll see a couple guys will transfer. That, that have some great opportunities, and I, I can't hold that against them. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of recruiting for 2019, of course, that's greatly uh, affected. So, um, yeah, it sets you back a little bit, but we got an incredible group that's, that's up for the challenge. I think we're going to be real good this year, and um, I think the hope is we move forward as a program and we're going to be great. We're going to, we're going to even be better than we've been. I think there've been a lot of distractions the last couple of years. You put out a couple of emails today uh, to the supporters of Lobo men's soccer. And you you talked about this final push over the course of whether it's a couple of weeks, several weeks, maybe more than that uh, to, to save soccer. So I know you got a lot of fans out there. They don't want to see soccer cut at UNM. So what can fans do coach? I think it's, it's, uh, you got to get in people's ear, you know, people that are the decision makers. It's, uh, it's our athletic director, it's our president, it's our regents. You know, let them know. Let them know how you feel and, and um, let them know the financial impact of this. It's not so simple to say you're going to save money because I really don't think in the long run you're going to save money. You're going you're gonna to lose boosters. You're going to lose uh, revenue with, with, with uh, you know, our roster size. And, and, and the people that are going to lose the most are the kids of New Mexico. The people of New Mexico, you're going to lose some incredible citizens. You know, our guys, uh, they want to stay in New Mexico. Uh, we, we need to be a progressive state. We need to be a progressive institution. It's just, uh, it's kind of mind-boggling to me. It, it really is, and it's, it's disheartening. You know, this mm-hmm. is my home. I've been here 17 years. This is where I raised my kids where my wife works in the public schools this is home uh, this is where i want to be you know so i just got to keep pushing and working and doing everything in my power to ensure there's going to be a program um whether you know i'm the coach or somebody else is the coach there needs to be a program here that's yeah that's how i feel about is there it. any middle ground here because it seems like the discussion is either we're going to have soccer or we're not going to have soccer you're in the meeting with the president and the athletic director are there any discussions about 
reducing the number of scholarships, leaving Conference USA, staying out west a little bit more. And and for those that you know have a question about why are you guys in Conference USA? Why can't you do like San Diego State or or UNLV and play they in the don't Big want West it. or the Pac-12? We've tried. Yeah, there's really those conferences aren't San Diego State's in the Pac-12. Uh-huh. I mean, we'd love to be in there, but. The other Western conferences, the travel is just just the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the whole point of the president is the athletic director. We want to have a manageable number of sports that we can be great. It's not about having 22 average sports with reduced scholarships and reduced budgets. It's 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 having 22 sports that have every opportunity to compete. That's that's what we need to you know shoot for. Um, and I think we can do it. I think it's not about cutting sports. It's about making a commitment to making 22 sports work. That's that's where my focus yeah. is. I don't want to see any sport. Cut. I know it's probably a little too detailed, but it just in the big picture, what would you recommend to solve the problems of the Title IX compliance issue and, and the budget deficits with the athletic department? I mean, the what Title IX, there's going to be, has to be some money spent. And, and uh, we got to become compliant over time but we got to move in that direction and there's a certain things that are uh, probably blaringly out of whack that we need to, to get on top of right away i think that's an easy one and and there's money involved and 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 any solution is going to involve money and it's not going to be magic we're not going to find some uh incredible booster who's going to say to pledge 10 million dollars a year but you know People can can do a little bit more. We got some of the the, the deals we have going with uh, marketing and apparel, concessions, what have you, broadcasting. You know, we can continue to improve upon those. And and and, and to me, the only way this whole deal works is the state has to get behind our university and our athletics. And to say that we're the flagship university and the only Division One men's soccer team in the state. I just don't see how it's even a possibility, and and uh, I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed, you know, on behalf of everybody who's a fan of any athlete at UNM. So I guess that's what I'd like to see. Instead of finding ways to reduce teams, hey, let's put all our energy into finding ways to support what we have. That's, that's I guess, my philosophy. What's the deadline we're looking at? It sounds like Eddie Nunez was talking about July 1st is not going to be the date. So your meetings with the president, the athletic director, what's your sense of when we're going to find out about this? I don't know. I mean, I don't think they know. I think from the article in the paper on Wednesday, it looked like uh, the athletic director is going to make a recommendation to the president. Uh, the president's going to make a decision on that recommendation, and then the board of regents are going to ultimately make a decision on the president. So it's uh, it's kind of a funny way of doing things, you know, in terms of uh, a leadership model that uh, we keep kind of passing things off. I mean, if you ask me, I think it's too early to make a decision. I think, uh, you know, come November, we're going to have a different governor. That governor's going to have a lot of say in terms of, future Board of Regents, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that aren't there that uh, we'll know a lot more come February, January. Yeah. And, and I just think we're rushing a decision. And, and you got a, a relatively, well, not relatively, you have a new president and a new athletic director. Let them get their, uh, their feet under them. 
and then we can make an educated decision at that point. That would be my my, my thinking on the whole thing. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. We're talking with Coach Fishbein, the men's soccer coach at UNM. Uh, and that, that is that uh, Eddie Nunez has said that he's looking forward. He's not looking back. He does, you know, not who's responsible for this. And I have said, you know, I think I think the public, the taxpayers, the athletes, the coaches. I think we need to know who should be held accountable. Who is responsible for this? So, I mean, is that something that you feel like needs to be addressed somewhere along the way? I get moving forward and looking ahead, and not looking back, but. Shouldn't we have names or who's responsible for getting you and him in this predicament? I don't think I don't think it's that simple. I don't think there's one person. I don't think there's uh, there's anybody who did anything maliciously. I mean, there, there's a cost of doing business. Whether if you're playing Division One football and basketball, there's big buyouts. Um, the pit deal, hey. You know, we, we, we thought we did the right thing with that renovation and the suites, and hopefully that proves to be uh, ultimately a great decision. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, costs continue to rise, and it's not just at the level of inflation. It, it becomes an arms race, and we're trying to compete with Power 5 football and basketball programs. And when they make rules with a different uh, – a different bank account, and we're trying to keep up with them. That costs a lot, a lot of money. And and if we want to play with the big boys, hey, you you got to spend the money. And um, we need to understand that. And we also need to understand the economics of this state. And that money isn't going to just come from uh, private donors institutionally. And 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 I, I think that's a broad term. Institutionally, it's a state institution. So ultimately, it's our state. It's our taxpayers. We have to make a decision. Do we want to support athletics, which, you know, is kind of the front door to our university? And and, um, in saying that, if you're going to financially support them, you have to be very demanding of them. And and, and we have to have a a good oversight. We have to remember this is part of the educational process. We need to demand that our athletes are good students, that they're incredible citizens, and that they're uh, students first. That's you know, I think that's at a minimum. What can you tell us about the USL and this new franchise coming to town uh, this coming spring? Yeah, excited for it. And I think people have asked me, oh, does that take away from college soccer that there's a second division pro team? I would say quite the opposite. It's just that much more of a buzz. It's going to be more soccer. I think uh, we're going to be able to play some great games against them in the spring. It's another... Uh, place for our players to play you know their first player signs a former lobo i think there's going to be more lobos on that team i just think it shows what an incredible soccer community we have in this state and it's uh, um you have to have a whole it's a vertical alignment from youth soccer to high school soccer club soccer college soccer ultimately hopefully you have a professional team and it's all uh, tied together i think I think we're crazy, man. It's uh, that—that's the future. That's if we want to be a progressive state. Soccer's uh, a world sport. It's a growing sport. It uh, ties you in with uh, every other progressive city in this country. Tell me, when you think of progressive cities in this country, they're all pushing soccer big, and they all have collegiate teams as well. It's just 
goes hand in hand. You know, I asked the question uh, the last couple of weeks leading up to the start of the World Cup this week, if this is a, a setback for soccer in the U.S., or do you see this as a catalyst where people wake up and go, we, we, can't, we can't be sitting on the sidelines here. This is the World Cup. We need to have a soccer team uh, representing the United States in this event. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge disappointment, but you gotta, you, you got to turn it into a positive. you got to really analyze yourself. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Where can we get better? Um, can't let luck be a factor, but, you know, look, Italy didn't get in, so it's not like we're the only one. But uh, based on our region, CONCACAF, and what we need to do to qualify, yeah, we, we, we need to be in the World Cup. There's no question about it, and I think questions are being asked. I think we'll make a, the hire head coach here after the World Cup. Um, they've created a new position, kind of the general manager, a guy who oversees our national team. It's Ernie Stewart, who's Dutch, but he was uh, had an American father. He represented the United States, smart guy. So uh, I, I think we're going to move forward. Who are you picking to win the World Cup this year? Man. You know, I'll wait and see everybody play a little bit. Okay. Not, Brazil is probably Brazil's the favorite, aren't they? Yeah, they they are one of the favorites. Yep. Yeah, now it's yeah. going to be good. There's some good games. Look yeah. forward to tomorrow. How do you go against Sunday. Germany, the defending champs? You know, they always show up with a squad. No, Germany, Spain, Brazil—they're all going to be there. There's going to be a couple surprises. All right, were you surprised with the three-three score today between Spain and Portugal? Well, I thought that that early PK in the third minute set it up for a great game. Yeah. So, I mean, what can you say? I mean, when the people constantly ask who's a better player, Messi or Ronaldo, man, I don't know. After yesterday's performance, I mean, today's performance, what can you say? That guy said No, I, he- I hear you. But we were talking about it on the show today. Did, uh, did Cristiano Ronaldo look like he had lost some weight? Yeah, he's got a different haircut. He's just looks a little, looked, looked a little different. He, but, looked, he looked pretty thin to me. Yeah, I, I was amazed. I don't know if you watched that Uruguay game, man. As athletes, um, these guys are just becoming a, more and more muscular and athletic. It's, uh, you know, and, and if that's the case, it was done by design. I mean, that guy's pretty switched on in terms of his body, and it's just like any sport. You know, there's a there's a weight a weight to power ratio, yeah. and you can't be carrying too much muscle running around for ninety minutes. It slows you down, so. Maybe he's kind of with aging as he's gotten older. Maybe he feels he he has to play at a you know lower body weight. I'm not sure. Coach, I want to ask you one final question before I let you go. And I appreciate the time here on the show this evening. And you know you know you're always welcome to come on the program anytime you want to come on talk soccer, talk about the program. Might need a job. What, what's going on? Hey, I can't do that. Maybe Team President Joe Neal can, but I, I, that's uh, that's above my pay grade, Coach. But uh, I'm just curious. Are there any other coaches at UNM that are out there in any way doing what you're doing to support your program? I don't know. I, I imagine they are in a different manner either. We don't really talk about it that much. It's, you know, I talk to, to Joe Franklin a lot, but on one hand, it's just different because the women's track program would always be here. So, uh-huh. I mean, of course, he's gutted the, even the thought of the men, but uh, it's just different, you know, and, and I was talking to somebody today, and I said, man, I'm not a martyr, as much as I, I love our guys, and I care for the alumni and our recruits, man, I got two teenage kids, and, and 
feeding the family. So I'm a little bit selfish too. I mean, this is home. So it, it just hits you yeah. on so many different levels. And I think out of the coaches, I've maybe I've been here the longest, the ones that are kind of being discussed. And I've internally made a commitment to wanting to stay in New Mexico. So, man, I sure hope this thing uh, this thing works out. That's for sure. I, I, I do too. Is, I do this too. This is where I want to be. Yeah. I know, I know it is. I yep. Spend uh, my life. So I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's not a good thing in, in coaching to have that much of an attachment. You know, um, of course, you you question yourself. You know, I've had opportunities over the years, and uh, I don't have any regrets. But. Yeah, I, ho- I hope it stays. That no, way. you put everything into it, and you you want the best for it, and you know you don't want it to go away. I completely understand, and I think most people do understand that, Coach. And again, I appreciate your time and your candidness here this afternoon. Ha- have a great weekend. Enjoy those right. soccer games. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, Bob. Th- thank you very much, Coach Jeremy Fishbein, joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. I'm Bob Brown. It's your hometown radio station, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. This is Jeremy Fishbein, head coach of the University of New Mexico men's soccer team. You're listening to ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Thank you.